Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another show and show and tell. Pedro, please do the. This is a show where everybody comes from the community comes together and shows off their awesome DIY project. It could be three D printing, electronics, PCBs, artwork. Retro gear is fun. Oh my god, retro gear is so hot right now. Yes, definitely. Show off all your cool stuff that you're working on. We're gonna take a couple minutes and uh, go through the Adafruit team, and then we'll go into the community. But take about, I don't know, like two minutes to show off your awesome project. I'm going to go ahead and start off with John Park. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Almost started I... off late because it was like this week in coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we were just chatting a lot about coffee, and I've had a bunch of coffee, so that's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to go. Let me know. Anybody uh, who has suggestions you know in the chat. <laughs> well, anybody who has suggestions in the chat, give us some suggestions for like a, a really topic. nice espresso. Like price is not the limit. Just not one that has to pipe into the into the kitchen because we just went to remodel. I don't want to do that again. Mine when it's easy to clean. Yeah, you've, done, you've done enough remodeling, so don't, don't. Oh my God, they're not even done yet, dude. We still have handles missing. We have to replace oh one of the cabinets. Ah, Sounds like you need to post it up at the job store. <laughs> 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 oh my God, yeah, like all of our, all of our worker dudes got like COVID. So it's like, man, how long oh, do no. we have to wait now? <laughs> anyway, what awesome project are you working on? More retro hey, stuff, so holy crap. So I've shown a little bit of this and I want to, to do a little explanation where the state of this thing is right now. So backing up a bit, this is a Model 500 rotary telephone, which these were made from around 1954 to the 80s. So there were millions, tens of millions of these phones produced. They were uh, rented to you by your phone company. So you usually paid about $29 a month to have this in your house. Uh, I don't know that they ever sold them. These were, it, it, whenever you find these, I got this one at a yard sale recently, it'll always say something about property of, and then this one's Pacific oh, Telephone. So whatever your, whatever your phone company is, uh, it's a model 500 DM. Um, they're tanks, they're amazing uh, gizmos, amazing devices. I opened uh, this one up last week on my workshop show. If people want to see the insides, I've got it kind of bolted back together right now. I will be reopening it to take a bunch of photos for the guide. Um, so what I've done with it, First of all, these things are really great to work with because they have a lot of terminal connectors and screws and, and like spade connectors on the ends of wires. So you don't have to cut anything. I know some people were worried on, on social about, I'm not mangling my phone. Well, you don't have to. Uh, you can get to most of the things in here uh, in a reversible way. So what I've done is I've done uh, some connecting of the dial switch hook, which is a little uh, normally closed switch that opens at 20 millisecond pulses when when that dial is turned. So I've hooked that up to a KB2040 uh, on one of the IO pins. And so I'm reading those pulses. I'm also reading this switch hook. So that's a, a separate switch and I can read that on a separate pin to know the state of the phone. Is it hung up or is it lifted? Um, the RJ11 jack here, this one happens to be a four wire connection, a uh, four conductor connection. So what I did was I built myself a RJ11 to USB connector using one of our little USB-A shells. So I can plug this in and that uh, is now going directly to my KB2040, uh, bypassing all the phone stuff. So this is no longer uh, a legitimate phone jack there. Huh. Um, and then you can either plug it into a computer or a, uh, a mobile device. So in this case, I'm going through one of these little uh, on-the-go camera connector things on a iPod. And uh, Right now in this hung up state, it does not show up as a USB device. Um, when I pick this up off the receiver, the 
KB2040 inside of there has just woken up again. It's been reset as a USB device. Um, so that means if I touch a dial, it notices, hey, someone's got a keyboard they're trying to type with. Uh, so I just reset the password on this to four, three, two, one. And voila, I've just unlocked the iPad using the rotary phone. Uh, at this point, it's still just acting as a USB HID device, so I can go ahead and type numbers in. Um, and the thing I'm really excited about and proud of is uh, having it do the little reset dance. It just woke <laughs> up again, but now it's not a USB device. So it means the microcontroller is running. I could actually still read it through serial, but I get my... Uh, virtual keypad back up on iOS. Nice. When I lift this, it's going to reset the board as a USB yes. HID device. So now the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the uh, iOS device is like, oh, okay, cool. There's, there's a keyboard again. So I'm very excited about that. It's a, it's a pretty niche thing to worry about, but it has always bugged me about HID projects. When I plug them into iOS, you, you lose your virtual keyboard. You actually have to unplug the thing to get it back. Yeah, so yeah. Um, one other question I've gotten from people is about switch hook dialing which um, when these phones were in use originally and still on some systems today, you could essentially, you're sending the same um, signal to the telephone company when you hang up. And so uh, it's gonna screw with this, I'll unplug this right now. But <laughs> you could dial a one or you could dial a one. You could dial a two or you could dial a two. You have to get your oh, timing right. But you could practice, it's called switch hook dialing. Hackers like to do it, phone freaks like to do it. I did it one time in an office building that had a lock on this. So they would there was like a little type of key lock that would go on the one. So you could dial past yeah. this. Um, and I successfully called my friend by doing you know, <laughs> six. How three. Uh, so I may make a mode for the software uh, oh. that I've written for this in CircuitPython that allows us to do that instead, um, just because it's fun and, and it's fun to practice with it. But it's actually no different internally than this. It's it's uh, breaking the breaking that signal. Um, so yeah, the, so that's the project. I'm going to be uh, working on a guide for it. And uh, oh, I'm getting a FaceTime call right in the middle of this from my brother-in-law. That's fun. <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> day today, JB. That over there before that goes horribly, guess. horribly. Um, so that is uh, that's what I'm doing with this one. I have a similar type of phone. Uh, this was a lineman's handset, um, and this one I've done similar projects with before. These are kind of cool because they were intended by a phone employee to hook up to external terminals uh, as they're crawling around or on the outside of your house. So rather than the RJ11 uh, plug, mm. it had these great little fangy connectors that you could uh -huh. bite into the insulation of some wire with. Sometimes they're called beta nails. This is like a bunch of tiny little connections. So it would the insulation and let you get a connection uh, and then you're ready to ready to dial. So this could, could also be used for that project. That's cool. Uh -huh. Now you say this is niche, but this would be perfect for the kid who is grounded and has to type in his Wi-Fi password <laughs> every five minutes as the punishment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think there would be, I, I, I've seen uh, some people since I started posting this have shown me some really cool projects other people have built with these. Uh, I've seen some cases where people used the letters on here. Um, ah, and I, and I don't know how they implemented it, but it, it could be that you have to dial this like three times to get a C yeah, yeah. and a certain pause and 
that might be a G if you don't follow up. So you could you could make some pretty tortured ways to enter wow. uh, to force people to enter stuff in using. I like that. There are also old Nokia ones. Yeah, like exactly. The old candy bar phones. Be like, no, yes. you gotta type in the freaking password with that. <laughs> I think there are projects where people have turned these into voice over IP phones, Bluetooth phones. So I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, sort of high test like that. I'm just basically turning it into a, a numpad. Um, but if, if you're interested, there'll be a guide out uh, in, a, awesome. in a few days. I'll be I'll be getting that out there. So. Sweet. And that'll be on tomorrow's show, I think? Uh, yeah, I might do a little follow-up with this. And then if, a, uh, if I have, if everything lines up, I'm also going to be starting a uh, a new phone project. So I'm just into old mm -hmm. phones at the moment. So I've got a different, with a different type of old phone, also mm -hmm. old, but different. So Sort of stop by for uh, a workshop show tomorrow, and we'll be digging into more phones. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks so much, JP. What's old is new again. Excellent. All right. Always All right. Have a great one. Thanks. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, JP. Thanks. Cool. Next up, we're going to check in with Foamy Guy. Hey, Tim. Hello. Oh. Uh, you're muted. There, there we go. There we go. There you go. Uh, I think we're good now. All right. Uh, hey. Hello, folks. Hey. Um, so, this week or uh, the last couple of weeks, really, I've been working on this project, which is uh, reusing old Winamp skins. So yes. Winamp is a um, old music player uh, that ran on PCs. And there are like hundreds and hundreds wow. and hundreds or th wow. thousands, possibly. I have no idea how many are on this page. <laughs> but there's a, uh, a page here that documents all the, the Winamp uh, skins. And you can actually use these in like an online... Uh, emulator, uh, but what I am doing oh, is yeah. making it so that you can download these and convert them to fit nice. on the Pi Portal, and then run it on the Pi Portal, and then there will also be a very basic um, music player. So it won't have all of the teeny tiny little buttons and everything hooked up, um, but there will be a, a basic music player. And so right now, what I have set up are the couple custom display widgets that we made to scroll the text. Uh, one for counting the clock there. And then this playlist down here is also a custom uh, playlist widget that I created. And right now I have it set up where I can just kind of click on the right half of the bottom of the screen and it will uh, advance forward to the next track. And I can click on the, uh, the left half there and it will go backwards. Um, and this is just the base skin. And of course, you know, kind of the coolest thing about this is that you can quickly and easily just change your uh, skin over. So a couple others that I thought were really neat was this Game Boy one. Uh, and then I'll show one more that was kind of my my favorite one here. So uh, just you know, quick and easy, change the um, cool. in background and the config file, and then uh, just pop up. It you know pops up an entirely different looking one there. Um, and I have tested out the MP3 playing um, that works. I did it with a hard code uh, hard coded file. Mm -hmm. I don't have it hooked up to the playlist yet, um, and it is also quite loud. So I figured it'd be best not to uh, to have that plugged in while we went. So. Um, I'll leave you with this ASCII one I thought was pretty cool. I'll also show you while we're here in the code, the, uh, the playlist is just in a playlist JSON file. So you can make, uh, you know, make and store separate playlists on your device, just store them in the CircuitPy drive uh, and change out to whichever one you want whenever, uh, you know, whenever you want, if you have separate playlists for working out or eating lunch or whatever. Um, but I found this ASCII one, which I also thought was really cool. It's all made of uh, just different ASCII characters, which I thought was a really cool sort of retro vibe.
How yeah. cool. Yeah, we were watching some of the stream where you were like going over the history of all the women amp uh, skins and everything. So yeah, definitely tune in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And if folks are interested, yeah, um, I did stream some of the work that I have done on this and we have a little bit more to do that I'll probably stream on the, uh, the upcoming weekend. Saturday mornings is Yay. usually when I stream. So if folks are interested, you can catch the previous videos and, uh, and tune in on Saturday mornings. Awesome. Yeah. It's cool. like the Saturday morning coding. Very cool. Thanks so much, Tim. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, nice guy. All right, next, next up, up is we'll check in with Mark Gambler. Or... Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hi. Hey. So more retro stuff. <gasps> um, so after everyone was talking about it, I was at my mom's for supper on Sunday because that seems the normal thing to do and started looking. So for Christmas, my brothers got me one of those handheld football games with just the LEDs. And I had one as a kid. Unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't find that. But I found a couple of things. First was this game that I don't think ever worked. It's a baseball game. Uh, it's in parts because I think as a kid, I probably bought it at a garage sale to fix it and have just rediscovered it now. But that wasn't even the exciting thing. Um, I continued to look. And besides finding my old Commodore 64, I found instructions from a book from 1983 called Robotics that I had photocopied on building a robot. It was really amazing at that time that it had like all the instructions that 10 year old or something me fo could follow um, with the help of my dad and uncle. So I wasn't soldering on my own. Um, there's the amazing circuit diagram, which I've yet to sort of follow and actually find out what it'll do. But then I found the start of the robot that they had helped me build back then. Uh, so it's just three different uh, relays, some transistors and resistors. I don't think I had a clue what it did at the time. I did find out that the connector I bought to hook this up to my Commodore 64 was not the right size. My mom to this day and still remembers, we told her I think 20 pins and it was actually 24. Still talks about how much money she spent on this connector that was never used and never returned. This was brought up some 30 years later. Uh, this is also the device that was responsible for me finding out what a fuse was when I hooked up to my Commodore 64 with tape oh, no. because I didn't have a connector and oh. one of the wires slipped and cross-connected a couple of the pins. You got to learn some way. <laughs> yeah. I even found some of the old like uh, components that it came in. So like these are old Archer things. They're from Radio Shack, apparently by looking at the copyright information. Uh, and I think maybe the best thing is solder that is probably 30 years old. I was wow. going to say, I was just going to bring that up. I still have a spool of some Radio Shack solder that I Those won't use. Tubes. The yeah. tube one and then one that's on a spool. <laughs> right. I've got a tube one sitting in the box of parts as well. Uh, it, I'm never going to touch it. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, hopefully awesome, I get the awesome robot find. finished at some point now that I've rediscovered it. The one thing I've got now that 10-year-old me didn't have is a 3D printer, which, which makes a lot that's... of it a lot easier than back then. Yeah yeah <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for this like nice little trip down memory lane yeah keep checking in everybody thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks so much mark cool. thanks all right bye all right okay, next, next up. up we're checking in with tim m hey tim hey everybody so uh so i got even more even more retro stuff so i'm going to try to oh, cool. i love this thing. 
here and see if I could do that successfully. All right. Okay. So I have here a uh, Tektronix 453 oscilloscope. Um, so this is um, actually from 1967 to 1971. And uh, this, um, something my dad actually picked up, the company he worked for about 20 years ago was trashing all their analog test equipment. So uh, so it's, it's mine now. Um, and... Um, didn't need much repair, just needed some deep cleaning and a new fan motor. Uh, and I thought I'd show you guys, you get a kick out of this. So it's um, a transistorized unit. Um, all the transistors are discrete and individually socketed. And uh, you have a lot of components here. It's this interesting combination of PC board mount and some terminal strips mounted to the chassis, a lot of nice um, lacing for the cables and so forth. And speaking of vintage Radio Shack, I've got my, my Archer breadboard here with a Adafruit microphone. So you can see the trace of me uh, talking on, uh, on the camera here uh, and on the oscilloscope. So that's what, uh, what we've got. That is excellent. Always that a fan a of seeing it inside because wow. like the way the wires are bundled and then like the hand drawn, well, it looks like it hand drawn uh, the, the traces. Yeah, I like how they're all nice and curvy. Dude, it's massive. There you go. Yeah, yeah thanks. I'll go. Thank That's you so great. much for Thank sharing. Thank you so time. much, Tim. Okay, one. All right. Cool. All right. I also go. <laughs> uh, Michael, we're gonna check in with Mike next. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah. So, um, for like an art project thing, um, I made four of these little things, and what it does is basically, um, here I'll show you on this camera here. Um, it has the Adafruit glasses driver board. So it has the NRF uh, 52840, um, as well as I have it connected to a battery and a real-time clock. So then basically I had it set so um, it would like interval um, scan and then log it to a text file. Uh, and the reason why I did this was um, I had a project where we had to like collect something from people and visualize it. So I wanted to scan what devices were nearby and then basically pile it all together uh, and then um, like create a visualization. So I actually have the custom made uh, Python script, which I open sourced, I put it on GitHub already. So I'll put that in the Discord. Um, and then this is the visualization of the data. So each um, Bluetooth Mac address is assigned to a color they're randomly placed on the screen, but um, yeah, it just shows like the amount of foot traffic through time. So it's not collecting any like sensitive data or anything. It's just collecting what devices are nearby. But it's quite interesting though to like visualize the amount of people that were in the building I put these in. Well, so, it's yeah. like, uh, of course, it like right away runs to my brain, like, oh man, this is how theme parks are keeping track of you, like going through and like what area you're going in. It's like, oh, we'll make this ride even more, you know, less time or more time so we can like adjust the crowds. That is a cool way to visualize the people yeah, that are was, going through like a certain section, like of a choke point or something. It was uh, interesting because I wanted to be able to sort it into like a, a database, so SQL Lite. So in that program that visualizes it, it also, you can append like what the text files, because I have the four different nodes, you could also then theoretically 
detect what node the MAC address was from. Um, I wanted to keep it as less creepy as possible, though, so I just did colored dots. Um, I'm going to guess the ones that the theme parks probably have all that info, like, hmm, where did this person go? Did he go to this shop or the expensive shop? Hmm, we'll just track yeah. him. <laughs> so it's sure it's just the MAC address, go. though, so it's, unless if you know exactly what device it is, you can't, uh, like, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. somewhat anonymous, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really cool way to remind people. Yeah, you're probably being tracked by a couple of different people <laughs> on what you're doing. Yeah, it's it was a fun project, that's for that sure. Was, yeah. Really I put Thank something so like much, literally Mike. ceiling tiles and stuff too. It was like super <laughs> hacker like I oh, it was so fun. No, I'm sure they hide it as well. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michael. This is great. I think I want to build one too, just to see like the just people walking by, you know. That's a really cool visualizer. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank okay. you. Thanks, Mike. All right, last up we have Liz. Hey, Liz. Hey, Hello. Hey. Uh, so first up, uh, we worked on this oh, light bar. Yes. Oh, uh, no. So it's a VU meter. Um, it's got 16 neopixels and a little mic in the back. Um, reacts to audio fairly snappily. So uh, yeah, yeah. that's a fun learn system. And then something I started working on for fun um, is I've got been working with um, URX since. And so I didn't up my camera for it because it's kind of boring but we got a feather rp 2040 um a 12-bit dac uh connected over stemma and then two um audio jacks going out and what's happening is it's sending one v oct to two different synths um and one v oct is the way that urx sends like note data so it's different voltages for each pitch um so then if you want to share my screen i can show the code um and i'm using Async IO, which I hadn't played with before, um, to basically send um, two different patterns out at the same time from the DAC, um, two different outputs from the DAC. So one's just like stepping up the scale, and the other one's just going over um, a triad. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of the first time I was playing with getting one VOC, then a DAC, and the Async IO. So Yay. sweet. Great progress. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. And again, I guess. Big hugs to Dan for getting that async IO in there. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, it, it was really um the example is really easy to follow. Um nice. you just write a couple functions and then put it into a loop and yeah. So how oh, cool. Sweet. Thanks so All much. Right. Yeah. Hope to see more. Yeah, yeah. Right. thanks so much. All right, thanks, Liz. Have a good one. All right, that's gonna do it for it this week's it. show and tell. Thank you everybody so much for joining us. That uh, was super cool. Yeah, uh, don't forget post up things in the Discord, and we'll yeah all the links. Next week will be hosted by Lamar and Phil, I believe. If not, we'll do it again, or maybe JP. But yeah, that's gonna do it. Thank you, folks, again. Uh, Pedro, any last words? Don't go anywhere. Uh, Ask an engineer starts in what like eight minutes, something like that. All right, folks. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>